After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Simon. Good morning. I'm Kate. I'm the youth minister here at St. Paul's. I've got my wise man jumper on. I thought if Katie can be a Christingle, I can be a wise man jumper wearer. Um, so, yeah, so today I'm going to be helping us think a bit about the wise men. Um, now, if you were here Christmas Day, you will already have heard a talk about the wise men. Andy and I did not talk before Christmas Day, so he's sort of done part one, and I'm doing part two of the wise men. But hopefully there will be something new and fresh to think about this morning. Um, also, usually, somehow I end up talking about sheep. They are my favourite animal. There was a shepherd in the reading today, um, so I was a bit tempted to talk about camels, but actually, no, we're going to talk about gifts, but not the gifts that you might normally expect people to talk about when they think about the wise men. Um, and so to help us to think about the nativity, to think about the wise men in a slightly different way, um, I've got a video I'd like us to, um, to watch. I did show it a long time ago. Jonathan asked what our resolution were this year. Um, one of mine is not to use material that I've used before, but I wrote this last year, so I think that's okay. So um, what I'm going to say is different, but the video you may have seen before, but I think it's a really good one. So um, let's watch that, and then I'm going to share some thoughts. One December night, over 2,000 years ago, a shining star illuminated a gathering of kings, shepherds, angels, and animals round a baby in a stable. T'was the nativity, and it marked the end of a journey that began on a donkey's back. Whoa, hold up there, Jeeves. Yeah, I beg your pardon? Your nativity. That's not exactly how it happened. Here, look, let's start with that donkey. Neither of the gospel stories mentions Mary traveling by donkey. And given the 60 miles of rough terrain they traveled, 
it's more likely they used a wagon. <laughs> Minor details. But then the innkeeper informs uh, them there's no room... Again, the Bible doesn't actually mention an innkeeper. And in the Greek, the word inn refers to an upper room in a house, not an actual motel. Oh, blast. Look, wherever it was, there was no room. So, Mary and Joseph were sent to the stable. Uh, no stable. Not in the Bible either. Now you're catching on. And in those days, most animals were typically kept in a cave. A cave? Yuppers. So it could have been that instead of a stable, the Bible doesn't really say. And the Star of Bethlehem? Duh, that's biblical. Well, we're actually right for once. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so now came the shepherds and the three kings. No kings. Three kings is from the song. The Bible says magi, which means wise men. Three wise men? That works. Well, not so fast. While the Bible does mention three gifts, it doesn't specify the number of wise men that brought them. You mean there could have been more? Oh yeah. A whole posse, even. With a crowd like that, it's a miracle the baby Jesus never cried. What? No crying he makes? That's just a lyric from Away in a Manger, not actual scripture. <laughs> well, of course he was crying. You just added a whole crowd of strange men. Eh, yes and no. There may have been many wise men, but they weren't there that night. You see... Okay, that's enough. Except for the blooming star of Bethlehem, you've just dismantled the most inspiring image of Christian tradition. So what's your point? Point? Well, I guess it's this. Even when all of the man-made traditions are stripped away, the eternal truths still remain. Whether they traveled by donkey or wagon, God brought them safely to the birthplace that was prophesied. Whether born in a stable or cave, God provided shelter in a strange new land. Whether there were three kings, three wise men, or many, God called the elect to bear witness and testimony to the birth of Emmanuel. So whether your manger looks like this, or like this, the one thing that remains unchanged is this. A baby boy, born of a virgin, this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Bless you, sir. I'll never look at the miracle of December 25th the same way again. December 25th? Oh, I almost forgot. Stop that! Music! So I think that's a quite helpful way to think about the nativity. Hopefully it doesn't take too much of the sparkle away, but um, things are perhaps not how we have always expected them or always thought that they were um, in the nativity story. And so today I thought rather than looking at the traditional gifts, which is fortunate because Andy did that last week, um, we would look at some different gifts that I think the wise men show. Um, we know the wise men were wise because of the three gifts that they gave Jesus, um, but there's, I think there's other things that, ways that they showed that they were wise through other things that they um, did. So we're going to have a little look at those. Um, also, I've sort of based this on a game that Lizzie, our other youth minister, did um, with one of our youth groups. So um, I've wrapped some gifts up, and I want you to try and guess what they are before I open them. Um, some of them are... Oh, no, I won't say that. I'll give it away. 
I'll say that at the end. Um, okay, this is our first one. So we have got five gifts, not traditional wise men gifts, but five gifts that have something to do with the wise men. Any ideas what this might be? A beach ball is quite close, actually. Let me show you. It is the biggest globe that I could find. So it's a big, huge globe. Not very good at my geography. I won't try and find us. Um, but yeah, so it's a globe. So the wise men might not have had um, a globe. Um, but what I want this to sort of remind us of is that they went on this journey. They traveled a long distance. Um, and their end destination, seemingly, when they arrive at the palace, they seemingly got it wrong. They seemingly turned up at the wrong place. They met Herod. They'd followed this star. And then he said to them, actually, guys, you're in, you're in the wrong place. And I wonder how they must have felt in that moment. They were these wise people. They knew lots of stuff about how to go on journeys and stars to follow. And then suddenly they turn up at what they think is their destination and they got it wrong. But actually, they didn't let that stop them. They, um, they talked probably to each other. They listened to Herod. He told them they could go off on their journey, and they did. So they got it wrong, I think, that first bit. Or maybe they didn't. It was all part of God's plan. But to earthly eyes, they got it wrong. Their journey didn't end up at the right place. Um, and so they had to rethink about where it was they were going. They had to go back to the skills that they had. They had to find that star again and go on that journey. And so I just wonder, is there perhaps a journey we've been on this year or this past year? Um, and it seems like it's not going anywhere. And maybe we have to turn back to God and say to him, God, is this the journey that you've got planned for me? Like the wise men did. And they got to the end and they met Jesus and it all worked out. So that's my first question. Um, are we on a journey that we need to turn back to God and talk to him about in case we've got it a bit wrong or we need a bit more of his input? Okay, second gift is this big one. Any ideas what this might be? I'll be surprised if you guessed this, actually. Any ideas? Say it again. A baby Jim. Oh, no, I thought you said baby Jesus. It's not a baby Jim, but that is a good guess. No. Any other ideas? A sombrero. A sombrero. That would be lovely. It isn't. Um, it's a big star. <laughs> uh, so let me pop this here. I should have thought about bringing a bin up, shouldn't I? Anyway. Oh, it's a bit bent. Is it going to stand? Let's see if it stands the whole time. I don't know. Anyway, so the second thing that I think the wise men used to show that they were wise was the star. They used the skills that they had, and those skills led them to Jesus. And I think when the wise, I wonder, I don't know, um, when the wise men first saw the star, um, if they were just going about their daily work, I don't really know what they did, like plotting, doing maps, that kind of thing. And then they saw this star and it was different. And they didn't ignore it or go off on the plan they already had or go and get someone else to talk with about it. They used their skills, they used their abilities, they followed this star and they found Jesus. And verse 2 says, we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. 
So they didn't pretend to be anything else. They didn't think, oh yeah, that's a great star, but I'm going to go off and do something else. They used their skills. It led them to Jesus. And I just wondered if maybe some of us need to be reaffirmed in our skills, in the gifts that God's given us today. Do we need to be reminded that we are enough? The ways that God has gifted us is enough. We don't need to seek to be somebody else or try to learn to do different things that don't suit us. But God's gifted us and it's okay to be who we are and it should be celebrated. Okay, third one uh, is hidden in this bag somewhere. I stole this from, borrowed this from... um, the crash room. I did ask Lydia, she said it was okay. Um, any ideas what might be in here? It's squishy. Hannah, I think you might have bought it a long time ago. <laughs> it's not quite, but I think you bought it at the same time. It is a oh, heart cushion. Look at that. And it gives you sort of, I guess you could sit in it and give, if you're a child, it'd give you a big hug because that's quite nice. Okay, so probably the wise men didn't have that. Um, but what it's going to remind us of is that on their journey with, um, to find baby Jesus, they grew closer to God. Verse 12 tells us, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So although their journey would have been long, and although at the start they turned up at a place that they weren't, expect, that was, they weren't expected to be, um, they kept talking to God, and he sent them home in a different direction. They didn't go back to Herod. They easily could have gone back to him. But I believe that God spoke to them and led them on a dif- different route home. Um, and so through their journey... Um, they grew closer to God. They heard him. They listened to his instructions. And so I wonder if there's something in that for us. Maybe there's an area of our life that we're not talking to God about. Maybe there's something going on in our lives that we haven't shared with him. He knows it already, but maybe we need to draw closer to God. Or it might simply be recognizing that maybe there's some ways that we've been following our own rules for our lives and not following God's. So can we choose to turn in a different direction in our lives? The wise men grew closer to God on their journey, and how can we? Okay, fourth present, we're nearly there. Oh, it's this one. Any ideas what this one might be? It's not a hockey stick. That would be fun. Any other ideas? It's in... <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. It's not that. <laughs> It is another inflatable object. I'm surprised it stayed up, actually, because I blew it up about two weeks ago. It is a guitar, Jonathan. Yeah, I can give you this for your worship later. Um, Yeah, it's a guitar. Again, the wise men probably wouldn't have had an inflatable guitar. Um, But the reason that I've used that as a gift for us to think about is something that I had never recognized in this story before. In verse 11, it says... When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened up their treasures and presented him with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
Now, whenever I think of the wise men, I always think of them arriving, giving their gifts, and kind of going back on their camels and heading off. And actually, what this verse reminded me was that first they worshipped, they came, they saw this tiny baby that they'd been on this long journey to find, and they worshipped him. Now, I'm sure they wouldn't have used guitars. I don't know, maybe they would have just sung, maybe they'd have said words over him. I don't know how they would have worshipped. But what I love is that before doing anything for God, they worshipped him first. And so I wonder if there's um, some of us who need to spend more time worshipping God, to spend more time connecting with him. It's very easy to do stuff for God and um, to give our time. Maybe it's not always that easy, but maybe we do that. And actually, maybe God's calling us this year to spend more time worshipping him, drawing closer Um, to him, spending more time with him. Okay, last present. It's right in the bottom here. Oh, oh, I'm going to lose it. Uh, Is it my last present? Yeah. Someone's going to be having fun with that in a minute. Okay, this one. (laughs) Any ideas what this might be? It's a Bible, yes. I will open it up and pop it here. Um, So... Again, the wise men probably would not have had these lovely turquoise Bibles with them, but they knew about the prophecies of Jesus. They would have known something of God's word. Um, Verse 5 reminds us um, that they referred to the writing of Isaiah and the prophecy of Jesus' birth, and they would also probably have been aware of prophecy in Daniel. He would have been in probably in sort of the same area, so they might have known or heard from him and others who had written about Jesus' birth and about his life. So this verse, verse 5, reminds us that these men knew the word of God and they loved God's word and they were guided by it. And I just wonder, as my last question for us, if any of us need to fall in love with the Bible again this year. Maybe we need to commit this year to really getting to grips with it. Maybe we could do um, reading the whole Bible in a year. There's a few different um, apps and different resources you can use to do that. Maybe you need to join a small group or connect with a friend and say, right, let's read the Bible together. Let's start with this chunk of it and talk it through. Um, Yeah, there's lots of different ways you could do it. But I just wonder, how could you get to grips with God's word again um, this year? So why don't we just be quiet for a moment, close our eyes. I'm just going to remind you the things that I've shared. And let's just see if God puts one of those things on your heart for this year. So firstly, we've thought of the globe and how um, seemingly by uh, people's eyes, the wise men got it wrong. But they carried on and they met Jesus. We thought about the star and how the wise men used the skills that they had and there was no need to be anything else. We thought about the heart cushion and how um, they grew closer to God, fell more in love with him on their journey. We looked at the guitar and how they worshipped first and then they gave their gifts and their skills. And we thought about the Bible and how they knew God's word. How could we fall more in love with God's word this year? Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for the story of the wise men. We thank you that they loved you and they followed you and they were so eager to meet you. And we pray that this year, wherever we are in our faith, this would be a year that we fall more in love with you 
We follow you more closely and we learn to love your word and worship you even more. Amen. Thank you, Kate, very much. Uh, We're going to worship again now. We'll let the band come up. Uh, We're going to sing a song, Emmanuel, which picks up on the Emmanuel means God is with us. Uh, Wherever we are, just a bit earlier, uh, I shared that wherever we are, he's with us. There's a psalm that says, where can we go from your presence? There's nowhere. Wherever we go, he is with us. Uh, And that is just wonderful. Whether you're here today, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, he is there. He goes before you. He's with you.